Welcome back to the Travis Says Podcast. We're your hosts, Kim and Aaron. And in this week's podcast, we're going to be talking to you about our amazing weekend in Colorado and some new health goals that we are setting for ourselves we're pretty excited about. Bear with me because I kind of lost my voice. Oh, God. It's Phoebe again. (laughs) I'm kind of feeling it. But I don't know if it's from all the screaming I did in Colorado or also I think I have like a little bit of a cold. Either way, enjoy. (laughs) Okay, so based off the intro, addressing the elephant in the room, Kim's sexy voice. Which I feel like you kind of put that on a little more when the mic went on. No, this yeah. is real. This is real. Real? This is reality, folks. Okay. Baby, you know that I've had a hoarse voice for two days. You have, but all of a sudden it came out very sultry when the <laughs> microphone came on, so. I do feel like it, it adds a lot of value. This isn't the first time we've done a podcast where you've had a sultry voice. I, I'm. My sexy voice. I'm feeling it, okay. but. We went to Colorado, which we're going to get into on this episode, and there was a lot of screaming, a lot lot of laughing, cackling, just a lot that was going on with my throat. A lot of talking. A lot of, okay, a lot of talking. More talking than we've done in a long time. Yeah, nonstop talking for like three days straight. So I woke up yesterday after, well, we had like a tray, okay. Let's try this again. Yeah. <laughs> Can't talk. We had a crazy travel day, which we'll also get into. And I just felt myself like going down and down and down. And then I woke up this morning and like my sister came to drop off Mimi. And I was like on the porch and she was like walking up and I was trying to talk and like literally nothing would come out. It was just like gasps. Like she's like, are you okay? Like what's going on? But like I, my voice, like nothing would come out. It was like. The people who have, um, what are they called? With like a speaker on their neck? Oh my gosh. They're not, not called not, anything. Not laryngitis. What is it? Hey, but it's when they have their like <laughs> voice box removed. Yeah, but why? Because of smoking. Emphysema. Like... That's, it sounded like I had okay. emphysema. So anyways, here we are. Oh my God. <laughs> what are they called? They're not... Well, what... Right. They had, I forgot emphysema is what I was looking for. Like where people who have emphysema have those voice boxes. No. True. You mean the things you put on your neck to talk? (laughs) No, babe. That's when they've had throat cancer. And emphysema. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Google it. I will. All right. Let's start from the beginning. Okay. So I I also want to say that I realized just based off of Kim's little intro there that if we don't have time to talk about our health goals, that might be another podcast. But um, just based off of what I, where I think this trip will go and like. No, because it's woven through. I feel like we'll weave it through. Okay. Because we had some things that came up on this trip for like health specifically more Aaron and he's got some blood work done it's kind of some things came up from there so we'll kind of get into that a little bit I think it all kind of flows in together but we'll we'll see how this goes it's always a hodgepodge we never know exactly where we're gonna go but we're gonna there's just so much to talk about in the Colorado trip so so we just got back we went to Colorado um our friends have a house in Durango and it's like this incredible compound that Mm -hmm. Is just like in the middle of the woods, surrounded by mountains. It's incredible. And they've done such a good job. They basically bought the house and then turned it into like two different Airbnb, possibly three different Airbnb places. Um, It's Durango Base Camp. Uh, You can go check it out on Airbnb. But we were one of the first guests to ever stay in the new one. Um, And now we got to go back and we kind of had everybody, all of our friends in the healthcare travel world that we've been going out of like seven years and it's like this group has continued to kind of grow and build um, from TravCon, literally. Yeah, it's kind of like the TravCon crew. Because like we have so many fr- like traveler friends like all over. Mm-hmm. And you know this is kind of this, the, the foundational TravCon crew. We all get together when we're on TravCon. We're all, um, like a lot of us were on the TravCon committee. Entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs together, um, kind of in the travel influencer space. And so we all live all over the country. And so we're like, how cool would it be to get together and have a really fun weekend? Not at TravCon, because like TravCon's always crazy. We're running around, we're working, we're talking, all the things. What if we all just came together for a weekend to just hang out? 
And, and so it was, there was a lot of like back and forth. Cause obviously we all have so much going on. We live all over everywhere, but we made it work and we all came together for this weekend in Durango and it was so much fun. Oh it was such a cool group. And I'm just so grateful that we had that time to spend with everyone and getting to know each other better and just like having that space just to, just to chill without the distractions of TravCon and all the other stuff. It was just so fun. Yeah, even though we're all a relatively close group, there's it's there's only a couple people that I feel like you and I have had one-on-one -on -one conversations with because it's always in a group. It's always mm -hmm. crazy. There's always music playing or people around or people coming into the conversation and out and stuff like that. So it was really nice to get to just have that one-on-one -on -one focus to where you could really have deep conversations and really get to know people on a better level. 100%. Rather than just a crazy party weekend, which we had some of that, but then we also had a lot of time just to chat. It was very well-rounded, yeah. which we'll, we'll get into it. So getting there. Oh boy. So this this story, if you follow if you follow us on Instagram, um, then you saw like a little bit of like what happened. Well, I mean, and it's crazy I can't, too. Why like, can't I talk? I feel like I cannot put a sentence together. I think you're doing just fine. It's because I'm sick. Okay. Well, you can take a nap after this. Okay. But I will say that, you know, Kim and I were talking even after the last one that our last two tr big travel kind of times, I'd say three, have been kind of like... Epic fails. Epic fails, which for seven years we had the best luck. So... I don't know. I, I'm, I'm hoping this trends out. What's the third? Because we had Patagonia was crazy. This one was crazy. What was it? The Bali? Bali losing your luggage. Okay. Well, they say things come in three. So I feel like now we've had our, our travel. Yeah. I wouldn't say karma, but like, I feel like it's bound to, something's bound to happen when you travel as much as we do. And everything is usually pretty smooth for us. Yeah. So yeah, the last couple of times have just been and I mean, relatively speaking, it wasn't that bad, right? Because of like the situation we were in. But obviously, like this time, we were booking. Okay, so let's just get into with two it. Two crazy things. Yeah. So we to start off the trip. So we're flying from Jacksonville. Okay. So which is amazing because we're we live in Jacksonville, but sometimes we'll fly out of Orlando because if the the flights are cheaper, just kind of depending. And then Erin's mom's there, so she can take us. But Jacksonville is nice because we're twenty minutes from the airport, which is so convenient. Actually less than that, but. Yeah, it's like super quick. And it's a smaller airport, it's like easy, whatever. So we're flying out of Jacksonville and we like to get to the airport always like two hours early. Like we're people, I don't wanna rush. I'd rather have more time to like sit, get a coffee, just have a little downtime before we have to like rush onto the plane. I just don't like the feeling of like the rush, right? I agree. But. Plus it allots for if anything goes wrong. Right. Well, because we're so close and Jacksonville is such a small airport, we were like, ah, we don't need to give ourselves as much time. Like, I feel like we cut it pretty close. We did. And we were taking off at 5.45 a.m. So then if we were going to get there two hours early, like leaving at 3.45 a.m., like we were just like, nah. No. We, we can leave at like four or something. Yeah. We're like, yeah, that would be so unnecessary to be there. At 4.20 we wanted to leave. 4.20, which would get, Yeah. We did cut it really we close. Cut it close. That was like kind of ridiculous. I don't think we thought that through. No, we didn't. Um, all the way because technically, if you take off at five forty-five, you're you're boarding at five. Mm -hmm. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we we got our parking ahead of time at Wally's. Wally which, Park. Don't go to Wally Park, like Ugh. unless you want to like feel like you might be murdered. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or like have someone rob your car. Or which ask is, you to leave, which is crazy because they're an international, they're a national brand, not international. They're a national brand around the U.S. and they're very well known. They usually have very nice parking structures. They have very nice buses that take you, and they're usually the closest to the airport. Yeah, and it was cheap. Yeah, I think we just our guy was like cracked out. Yeah, so. So we reserved, Aaron did the res reservation for the parking, so it was easy. We dropped the car off, we take a shuttle to the airport, done and done, super smooth. So we get there, we park our car, per usual. Okay, this isn't our first rodeo, we've done this a million times. Park our car, and we're like, cool, like we see the, the shuttle. And so we don't want to miss it because now we realize, uh, we, we think we cut it a little close. Like we need to get to the airport and get checked in and like get going. So we didn't want to miss that shuttle and then have to wait for another one. So we saw the shuttle 
And so we started walking towards it. Well, I will say too, the shuttle was at the front of the building when we pulled in. So then I saw the shuttle out of my rear view mirror leave. So I thought he was coming to get us. But then he went nowhere near us. He went to the back of the parking garage and was just sitting there. Yeah. So, Red flag. So I'm like, okay, like we would have just gone up to the front, gotten the shuttle. But then I was like, is he leaving? Because we can't wait another 15 minutes. So we need to go. Yeah. So we see him and we're like, let's just start walking towards him like a very normal thought system that we've done a million times. We're walking up to the shuttle. We'll get on. We'll, we'll go. Whatever. And a lot of times they'll ride around the parking lot picking people up as they're going. So we start walking and so he comes, he starts driving towards us and he's like, where did you guys park? Like giving us an attitude and we're like right there. Like we were only what? A few cars. 20 feet, away. Yeah. 20 feet from the car. It wasn't even that far. And he's like, you're not supposed to leave your car. Like you're supposed to stay outside of your car and wait. He's like, I don't like shuttle. people walking around the parking complex. Yeah, so we're like, okay, bro, like, sorry, um, didn't get that memo. There. Actually, we didn't say it like that. We said, we're really sorry. Like, we didn't know. We thought we were being helpful and, like, just meeting you at a cross-section so you wouldn't miss us. And he, like, would not let us on the shuttle. So he was, like, being really weird, and he wasn't even answering us. And so finally I was like, listen, what's the problem? Like, we need to get to the airport. We need to get going. Can we get on the shuttle? Like, what's going on? Like, he was just, like, staring at us. And he was like, no, nah, no, nah, man. Like, uh, like he was like saying weird stuff. And I think he was on something like he was off. Like something was not, he wasn't speaking normally. Cause it's not like he was just like, yeah, like you should stay by your car from now on, but whatever, go ahead and get on. Like he was being so creepy and, and so, so sketch and so aggressive. And then he didn't. And finally I was like, listen, we, we need to get on the bus. Like, we need to get going. I don't know what the problem is here, but, like, we got to go. And he's like, you need to calm. Or, no, he didn't say you need to. He said, um, you uh, you need to give me a minute. And I'm like, give you a minute? What? Are, you're staring at us. Can we get on the goddamn bus right. or not? Like, what right. is actually going on? Right. There was no one else on the bus. No one and, else in the parking garage. Yeah, it was just us. And so... Finally, I was like, you know what? Let's go. And so we had to go back into our car. Well, we had asked him again if we could get on the shuttle, and he said no and shut the door. Yeah, right. And we were like, what in the... So then we got to go. So then we took off running, and so I was like, no, absolutely not. So I ran back, and I said, open the door. He wouldn't even open the door. <coughs> I said, open the door. And I said, what's your name, by the way? And he said, fuck you, and closed the door and drove off. <laughs> like, what a, Like, we're... Like, what happened yeah what is going on like i'm sorry we walked like five cars up to meet you but this is the most bizarre encounterment i've ever had and i was also like i have such a weird feeling now like either he's gonna murder us he's gonna rob us he's gonna take our car like something is just doesn't feel right so we left we had to go back to our car put our luggage back in drive to the airport and then park in like the daily parking, which is way more expensive. Yeah, it was like 20 something plus dollars a day versus 23 for the entire time. Right. And, but actually it's like really convenient. It was nice. Like parking there was so nice because it gets right there. You walk right into the airport and then we got, we landed, we got to right, walk right in and go. But we were like, this is like insane. So we had to drive there. We had to find parking. And we're like running into the airport at this point because now we, it's like five o'clock. Mm -hmm. And then luckily, I mean, it was Jacksonville. And there wasn't a lot of people there. Yeah. So we were able to get in. But it was like a hustle. No, and we had heard before. And even American Airlines sent out a thing because Jacksonville Airport is building a new terminal, which is going to be crazy. Like our little airport is growing up. It's like yeah. nuts. Um, but they... Uh, they were saying you need to get here two to three hours before to handle the construction because they've closed a lot of the TSA uh, security areas, so it's backed up. So we were like, oh my God, like this could be bad. But then of course, like at five o'clock in the morning, it was perfectly fine. TSA was like a six minute wait and th we were through with like time to spare. Like 14 minutes. Yeah. Time for me to exactly. write a bad review on Google. Yeah, <laughs> to Wally's. Yep. So... That was a really, really strange experience. Um, and we've written to Wally's. Oh, they did get back to us. I forgot to tell you and said that because it was booked through a third party. Um, they're not able to reimburse us, but that we have to reach out to like where you actually bought. Okay. So they gave us the link for that. Okay. So to get reimbursed for that. But anyways, um, 
So then we go, we have to fly to Dallas and Dallas to Durango because Durango is a really small airport. So there's not a lot of like nonstop flights there. So we fly into Dallas. But there is one through Dallas. And we met our friends, which was like really, so our friends, Laura and Jacob, you guys probably know, well, Laura, they run Nomadicare, which is like this awesome company for travelers where they um, vet recruiters and they hook travelers up with really awesome recruiters. So they become really good friends of ours over the years and we love them. And so we were like walking through the airport and I thought I saw Jacob and I was like, is that, I was like, no, that's not him. Like, I kept saying, that's Jacob. And you literally were like, that's him. I'm like, it's absolutely not him. And then as we got closer, I'm like, oh my God, it is like, what the heck? So then they were on the same flight as us going to Durango, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Which is cool because they just had a new son, Leo, and we got to meet him in person, which was really cool because we'd done it through video. And so actually getting to meet him in person, and I mean, we'll get into that probably, but well, he's like the most amazing little baby ever. Oh my gosh. Like every, like we, Aaron and I are anti-kids. Like most people who know us, like we're not really into kids. It's not really our thing, whatever. We fell in love. Like <laughs> yeah. he is the coolest, chillest, sweetest, like happiest, just angelic little thing I've yeah. ever seen in my life. Like you didn't even know he was there. He was no. just so happy very Mimi-esque yeah like just lays there happy like playing with his feet looking around like he was just smiling I know almost like made me want to have a baby to be like that looks easy yeah we already we already told Laura and Jacob if our kid doesn't come out like that we're shipping ours back to them and we're trading yeah false advertisement (laughs) because that's like that looks like the easiest job I've ever seen in my life okay I know it's not that easy but he was just such an easy baby you're like wow you can do anything Mm -hmm. right so anyway so we get there and we so the whole crew comes which is interesting because you and I I guess no maybe we weren't the only ones but a lot of our friends have kids well it was us and Skip and Jazz Skip. and Whitney and Jared and Julia and Julia so Sarah I guess, and Joe yeah yeah so I guess the majority doesn't yeah but couple of them did. There was like six kids there. No, there wasn't. Wait, what? There was two, three. Four. And then Leo. Four kids. So three toddlers and a baby. Okay. Well, Well, I guess she's not a toddler, so. What's a toddler? Like five and six, basically. So toddler would be like two, right? Two and three. Yeah. I don't don't know the parent terms, so. Yeah. Alex's kids are little, though. I mean, they're they're literally like six and seven going on like 18. Her kids? Her kids are like two, babe. Who? Alex's kids. Oh, really? They're no, they said they're one year away from kindergarten, the oldest one. So probably like four and five. Four and five. Okay. Four. So they're not like seven. But anyways, everyone's kids were so awesome. Oh, my God. And just joyful. Like yeah, easy. It kind of brought back the, you know how we always say like the, what is it, um... The humanity, the uh, where people say like when somebody does something kind, they're like, oh, like it brought back the what's the term, the belief in humanity, right? It was just kind of like for us with the kids, we're like, oh my gosh, like this is amazing, like these kids are playing outside, they're happy, they weren't on devices, they could carry on conversations, like good conversations, like I had so much fun talking to the kids, like it was amazing, and then you got Leo who's just chilling, like. Sitting out in his little <coughs> stroller on, on his blanket, like playing with his feet, looking at books, like, you know, just like so joyful. They didn't take away from the adult time. Yeah. Which I think is like really cool. Like they elevated it. Yeah. In a way, which we don't see a lot. Yeah. No, they definitely, we don't like any children that like <laughs> take away from our own experiences. Yeah. But they were there and they were present, but they just played and they mm-hmm. had fun and they weren't like, you were like the baby whisperer, like between like Leo and then um, Alex's kids were like calling you Uncle Aaron. Yeah, like, that's awesome. But like, I, you're not usually, I mean, I guess you are usually always like good with kids, but, um, but yeah, I feel like you were like, yeah, it. it was cool. It was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with them. Enough said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, I have nothing to add. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't know why that got awkward all of a sudden. Because you were like looking at me like with like baby making you were, eyes. You were staring at me like thinking I was going to say something else. Like, 
Interesting. Anyway, carry on. So, anyways, we had this awesome weekend, like we said, um, and it was a really great mix. Like, it's so cool that you know we live all over the country, and we're all travelers, as we know. Like, your your home changes every couple of months. We're always in motion, and we're not like we're not in the same place very often. And so, just coming together and like being in an environment where you're with like-minded friends that it's just easy and like you there's deep talks and there's you know we understand each other's lifestyle so we talk about traveling we talk about entrepreneurship we can laugh we can be silly but we can also go deep and like I don't know it's just such like a cool group of people and oh my god is that Mimi snoring I thought it was you farting um and it was just so nice and it just makes me want to and we've talked about this before in the podcast but you know have that sort of community in the physical form, right? Not just like online, um, in the physical form where we live, where we can go out to dinner, we can go to the beach or we can go for a hike with people that are so easy to be around and so much fun and so like-minded and like our everyday normal life, you know, instead of being just like only getting together once a year or twice a year because we all live so many different places. It was just like, wow, like I love this and I want more of this in where we live now, mm-hmm. right? Well, and I thought it was really cool too that there was 19 total, mm-hmm. right? 19 total, which is a lot of people. I mean, it's almost double the groups that we bring to, you know, on our adventure trips. But it's like, there was times where I felt like, man, like I'm in so many different conversations and let's be honest, there's times when you get that many people together that you're kind of like, oh, like I vibe more with this person than I do with this person. This group was like, I'm not getting enough time with everybody. Like it just felt like, man, I could spend a lot more time with certain people, but it kind of the way the group worked and the way things were going, you know, you really got like a lot of time and not, you know, basically it was like, it was so cool that I wanted more time to be able to have more conversations with more people. Yeah. That it's like realizing that yes, nineteen people—that's a lot of people, right? And so I mean, you, three of those were kids, but right. But so what? Seven, sixteen, 16 whatever. Yeah. So it's a lot of people. And so you know, going back to even like the Trav says trips, like realizing that yes, like the less is more, right? Because yeah. it's still a lot of people where it is hard to have like intimate one-on-one conversations when there's that much going on, right? And so while it was a lot of fun and we played games and we did all these different things together as a group, it's definitely more challenging in a bigger group like that to have more intimate one-on-one. And so one day, half the group went for a hike, half the group stayed at the house. And originally we were going to go for a hike, but we're like, we kind of just want to like sit outside, chill and relax and talk and just enjoy where we were. Yeah. And so we stayed back with, um, a couple other people and the other group went and it was so much, it was like the best day because there was five of us. It was Skip, Jazz, Laura, me, you, and Alex. Yeah. And it was so fun because we just had like the deepest conversations. We really just like went all over the place because that group also like we like to ask deep questions. We like to get underneath the hood. We like to kind of take the conversation in different areas and like really connect. Mm-hmm. And that group was perfect for that. It was like, what are, you, what, what are you working on as an individual? Like, what are you working on? What is up for you right now that you're really focused and working on, which you could not have that conversation with just anybody. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool because like, people, that group took it seriously and there was a lot in there and you got to know people and you got to see like where their thought process are and what they're working on. And even as a couple, and it was just really refreshing. Well, and it was like, it's so that we had like five hours, like maybe four or five hours. And we started that way and each response would lead to a different conversation, lead Mm -hmm. to a different conversation. But then we'd like bring it back to like, okay, you're up next. Where are you at? And then that would lead to a like completely different conversation. And we were literally sitting outside in the sun for four or five hours. And cocktails in hand. Yeah, we got a cocktail, was which is nice. like so fun. Middle of the day cocktail. I had like a raging sunburn. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, I don't even care because we were just so in it and like so like in the moment that it was like, wow, this feels so great. That almost like when the people came back, 
it was like, oh. We have to transition. Now we have to be pulled out of like this kind of energy we were all in and like vibing to now everyone else is back. And it was almost like a, whoa, like they're mm -hmm. back already. We're like, I was like, that was so fast. It was literally like four or five hours, yeah, but it felt like an hour because we were just in it. So it was, it was really fun to just be able to have that connecting time mm -hmm. with people and then all coming together and, and just, you know, being crazy and playing games and just well, like laughing till we like shit our pants. Yeah. I mean, I will add that, um, if, if can jam is out there, uh, I would love to be sponsored by them. Mm -hmm. Um, because I really feel like I have an underdog story and I'm completely obsessed with it. I ordered one before Kim and I got home. Like, oh, yeah. The Frisbees arrived today. I think the rest of it arrives tomorrow, <laughs> um, which I'm really, really excited about. But I like, it's very rare that I've seen uh, yard games or beach games that I've just been completely obsessed with, but like that was so much fun. We had a can jam tournament. And we were first seed just saying. We were first seed and this is also coming from two people that, I mean, I've always been athletic, but nobody has ever taught me how to throw a Frisbee ever. And when people throw Frisbees at the beach, I just say no, because I don't want them to have to chase it like crazy places. I've just never known how to throw a Frisbee straight. And so this game, if you're not familiar with it, you throw a Frisbee into a can and there's like two openings and then your partner can like help it go in and there's different point systems for different ways that the Frisbee goes into the can. And so <coughs> Kim and I, I played the whole first day not with Kim. We were just playing um, and I never won, never even got close. Like, and I felt like I was the weak link to the entire team. And so then I was like, screw this. There's got to be a technique. So in between losing really badly and I feel like I let my teammate down, I went to YouTube and Google and YouTube how to properly throw a Frisbee. And it like, I found this website, it was like perfect step-by-step -step with pictures and a video and all this stuff. So then I started practicing and then started actually contributing, which was awesome. And then the next day we did a couples tournament um, and we had brackets and all that stuff. And Kim, it got and, intense. I, Kim and I hadn't lost yet, but our tournament got cut short because of the weather. Yeah, we didn't um, get to finish we it. We didn't get to finish it, but like it was cool to, it was, a, it was like so much fun because you could conversate, you could talk, but it was like something active to do. And it was such a fun game with that big of a group. Yeah, now we have our own. So we're going to practice and get like way better. So next year we're going to come back and just like fucking it. smash it. But I want to start hosting like Can Jam, like, tournaments at the neighborhood <laughs> okay um let's not get carried away i mean it was it was there was a time where it was like okay like when you guys were playing non-stop for hours and hours and hours and hours we're like okay let's can until we... you got involved know, and then it was like let's play for hours and hours true. and hours then and i hours. became obsessed exactly i get it okay i think too the the takeaway that i really felt like even just coming home was that I'm at a place in my life, and we kind of talked about this on another podcast like two weeks ago where we were talking about like people like who don't don't have like social manners really or like know how like people you don't want to like spend time with, right? It's not worth it. Um, and even like this entire group, like people ask about you, right? Like it's a beautiful exchange of like, hey, like what's going on with you? And oh, this is what's going on with me. And like it's a really nice um in my eyes, normal social exchange. Like this is how friendships should go, right? But it really made me value these connections and wanting to make more of an effort, right? Because I think we can all get lost and like, I'm busy, we have a lot going on. Like we work, we run businesses, we have families, we're constantly on the go. And so it's easy to push stuff aside of like, ah, whatever, we'll get, maybe like, let's put a pin in it. but. I really want to make more of an effort to make time for people in our lives that we want to spend time with and that add value and that we really enjoy. And that's not always easy to do when you have a lot going on, but it's something I really want to make an effort to do. And like that's moving forward a goal like, you know, this year, next year is to make more time to have for, for friends, for people, even when it's not always convenient. I, totally. I agree. And it's because like. Like just that feeling of leaving and like feeling like your heart's full and like, gosh, that was, that just felt so good. And you've spent time and made meaningful connections and conversations and friendships. And it's just that, that just adds so much value to our life. And I, and I left wanting more. Totally. Totally. I, I think it was like the perfect setting 
I mean, Stephen Ellen did such a good job of hosting yeah, 19 people at I their know. place. Like they were like the best host period to where it like, it almost felt weird. Like, wait, these things are happening and they're doing it. So hopefully they're, their view of it was positive because, you know, I felt like they did such a good job and everybody tried to help as much as possible, but they just like exceeded even my expectations of hosting this many people at their place. And they're just so good at it. And it was just so nice and so refreshing. And then, like you said, like, usually I'm just kind of so depleted after these things. I was actually so lit up that I came home and I kind of, I miss everybody. I definitely miss everybody. I happy to be home. Yeah, I think it was like the perfect amount of time because I, I was like ready to go at that point, right? Because like you know, you're 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 immersed, right? Like you are together all the time. You're having coffee together and breakfast together and dinner together and Lunch you're just together. talking all day. And there's so much to talk about. But then like you get to that point where you're like, I okay, I'm done. Yeah. I, I'm done with this. So like I just kinda want some space. I wanna be alone. I wanna have coffee by myself. I want you know, we were we shared the garage house, which is like this amazing Airbnb that they have that they completely renovated into this like awesome house, but it used to be a garage. Um, we shared it with our friends Joe and Sarah, who we love. But, you know, there's like Joe snores and we're like sleeping right near each other and, you know, we're sharing a bathroom and I'm like, I gotta pee, but they're in, you know. So it's like, it's, while it's awesome, you get to that place where like, okay, I'm kind of ready for like my own space totally. and just to like be in bed with my husband and like be naked if I want to or, mm -hmm. you know. Go to the bathroom when you want to. Go poop without worrying about somebody like being outside listening. Yeah. <laughs> like, not that anyone like cares right. or was listening. Cares. But you know what I mean? Just to be able to relax in your own environment. So I think we are three days. I think that was the perfect Friday, Saturday, Sunday, month. So four days. Mm -hmm. that, that was, was perfect. That was the perfect. I wouldn't have wanted to do any more. No, no, no. Totally. And I think too, like even back to what you were saying about the the social um, IQ, it was kind of like I felt like this group was so elevated mm -hmm. that I was struggling. Right? Like, I felt like they were so much better than me. And, like, am in I... In what way? That, like, the questions they ask. And, like, I was questioning myself because of something that, like, we've talked about. Like, it's something that I've had to work on a lot. And I, I don't want to feel like I'm talking about myself all the time. And am I asking enough questions? And am I, you know, really adding meaningful conversation to these people's lives? Right? Or am I the guy that they don't want to start a conversation with? You know? Like, I was really, really tested... Um, and almost felt more exhausted mentally because I was thinking about it so much. And then I, I felt like, okay, like if you feel like you're sharing too much then just sit back and listen to other people, which was perfect. But it's like, I was wanting to test that with, within me. And I noticed that this group is so social high, IQ high that like, I felt like crap. Am I the guy that needs work, you know, in this area? Hmm. Cause I don't know. I just felt like That's everybody else was so good. And I hope I, again, I'm always over analytical and like, but it is something that I've been working on that I think it comes natural to a lot of people in this group. And I wanted to be, add value to other people too. I think, I think you are awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah. I didn't feel that way at okay, all. Okay. You didn't feel like I was over talking or. No. Okay. Not at all. Okay. My personal opinion. Well, good. I mean, you're sensitive to it. So you would tell me if I was you no. would have been like wow you really were like trying to take the limelight and talking too much and no I don't feel that way no but that it is it's interesting yeah because when you're with a group of people that are all kind of at a different level like you're playing at a different level too right mm -hmm. because it's like oh yeah like this is there's a lot to go back and forth there's a lot of stories to tell I also think like you know we were talking about this with um our friends Skip and Jazz, who we love, and I feel like they're like a spirit couple, like very kindred spirits to us. And they're people that like, I want to spend more time with, right? And uh, we were talking about, you know, being, feeling like sometimes you're too much for people, yeah. right? Like you're too much, you're too loud, you're too bold, you're too bright, you're too, too happy. happy, you're too, yeah, you have too much to share. And like how we, all felt that way like being with certain people and like you they kind of make you feel like you're just too much like you mm -hmm. need to just calm down right and like learning over the years of like I might be too much for people I might be I'm loud I'm bold I have an opinion I'm you know gonna be in your face sometimes like I'm definitely not a quiet small 
play in the background kind of gal and either are you, right? Like we can be a lot sometimes, but it's also like, that is who we are and that's who I want to be. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like it or you think I'm too much or I should calm down or be less happy or this and that, like you're not the right people totally. because I love that we're at a place in our life. And this is what we were talking about with them is like being in a place in our lives where we love who we are and we never want to dim our light and we want to be the most expressed, bold, loving, crazy, loud version of ourselves because that is the truth of who we are and to not play small around certain people because they feel uncomfortable. If you feel uncomfortable in our presence, then you're just not, we're just not supposed to be friends. Right. Well, I mean, Skip said he had a lot of little nuggets that, I mean, big lessons that I took away, which was kind of funny. And he said the thing, what would he, what did he say? And I hope he's okay with me sharing. I feel like he is, but he said, uh, the thing that attracts people to him is also the thing that ends up repelling them. So like the thought of like, wow, he looks happy. He looks fun. Like I want some of that. Like I want that energy. And then you get there and you're just like, oh God, he's a lot. Like, and then the backhanded comments come in and things like that. And like, we see that a lot, right? Where it's like, people are attracted to us because we're like big, bold energy, fun. Like, let's go. Like we have a great relationship together. We're fun together. And then it's like, oh God, like they're a lot. I think most people don't feel comfortable, right? Like, A, having deeper conversations, which I think what was so refreshing too about this group is like you could have very deep conversations. That was very normal. Like that's actually, that's baseline. That's normal. Most people, they don't want to bring stuff up. They don't want to bring stuff up to the surface that is real, right? That they don't want to dig into things that might be emotional or might be um, things that they don't want to share. They don't feel vulnerable. They don't want to share things they're working on, right? Like not most people don't feel that way. And I think there's a time and a place for that too. I mean, we all recognize that you wouldn't be able to have this conversation with Joe Schmo that you met at a party. No, exactly. Right? No, but that's what I was saying is that a lot of people don't play at that level because they also don't want to. And I think when you're really happy, and again, that's the beauty of things is like none of us are perfect. And that's one thing that we share is like we were all sharing like our vulnerabilities and things that we're working on. Not that like life's perfect. Our relationship's perfect. I'm per- like we're all a, a work in progress and we're always constantly trying to grow and evolve and change and all the things. And we're like honest and open about that. But like they're like sometimes like if you're so happy it turns people off because they're like, what's wrong with them? Like, why are yeah. they so happy? Why are they so? And it's, it's interesting as a society that a lot of us are, we kind of bond over misery. We bond over, ah, oh, this sucks. Drama. Complaining and drama where if you're kind of the always happy or trying to find a more positive insight, that can be very annoying and that can turn people off. Mm-hmm. So then you kind of try to play down or dim your light to fit in And like, but that's not truly who you are. Mm -hmm. And so I think that was a cool conversation of realizing like, that's like surrounding yourself with people that don't make you feel like you have to play small, that it is safe to be yourself. It's safe to be happy and bright and to share your heart. And we don't think it's annoying. Like we thrive on that energy Mm -hmm. together. Well, and I love too. like, it was such a safe space to talk like this whole weekend, right? Like you could share what you were feeling, what you're going through, what you're working on. Like you could run things by people and get their opinions and we value their opinions. And it was like really refreshing to be in an entire group where whatever you said was safe, you could go deep, you could have great conversations, you could also laugh and have a good time and and make fun of things and, and just crack up, right? And be silly. But then it was like also like they give advice and you listen to the advice and then it pushes you. And then these, I mean, it was just like, it's something that we've been craving and we got it. And it, like you said, I think it just really elevated my value of what that means to me and wanting that and wanting to hold tight to those relationships that we've built literally through Trafcon. Yeah. <laughs> and like not being around each other all the time. But I feel so close to this group mm-hmm. that it's like, man, like this is my fam away from fam. Yeah. I think that's like a, the big takeaway is when you find your people, hold on to them, make an effort. Um, make time, make priority and don't waste your time with people that you feel like you have to dim your light. And when I say dim your light, it's like not be your fullest self with. Like Mm -hmm. 
if you can't be your fullest self or you feel like you have to kind of be a different version of yourself that doesn't always feel good or feel like the highest version of yourself, like those aren't your people. And like, that's okay. Mm -hmm. But like, we should all be surrounded by people that we feel like I'm myself. Mm -hmm. And like they love me for who I am and all my crazy. And I think that's really important to be, to have friends like that in your life. Totally. totally. What would be your biggest takeaway? Something that you're just like, wow, like that was the most fun thing we did. The last night. Oh, the last night. The last night we were playing games. Um, and it was just wild so much fun mm -hmm. like we laughed and laughed like laugh i haven't laughed like that in a really long time yeah and like on that level yeah and it was just so we were all together and we were just playing we played telestrations which is really fun and then we also played this fishbowl game um, where you have to charade. It was like taboo charades and then like something else about like one word, but you had to like pay attention. There's like strategy. Yeah. It was just, oh. It was, it was just so much fun. And totally. I needed that like to just kind of end with just so much laughter and mm -hmm. it was, it was funny. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I think my one takeaway that I don't think a lot of people would have, but the hot springs. Mm. I absolutely loved those hot springs. So they were literally a bunch of different hot springs, <coughs> different temperatures in like downtown Durango. And you could go and the mountains were gorgeous. And like we were there at like sunset. And then they had like a bar and a food truck. And then they had um, a cold plunge pool, which was 50 degrees. And it was right next to 107 degree. So we're all like sitting in the 107 and then we all like as many people all tried it or whatever, got in the 50 degree water and did like the three minutes, which is like, if you've listened to this podcast, you know, I'm like into that, but like I've only done cold showers. I've never done like an actual cold plunge and it was so cool. Like mentally, like how I felt and like the group was doing it together. And then Joe bet Kim, he was like, I'll give you 20 bucks. If you get in the cold uh, plunge for a minute, shoulders deep and not scream. Okay, so I'm a screamer, right? Like everyone who knows me, I'm a screamer. I'm dramatic. Loud. I'm always going to make a big fuss out of things. That's just my personality. Take me or But you'll leave, also but always truth. do it though. But it just comes with those With the extras. screaming, yes. Yeah. With the drama. And so I'm all about like a competition. I will, I will do anything, right? Especially like, it wasn't even about the money, which Joe, if you're listening, you owe me $30, yeah. but it was more about like, I'm going to do this, mm -hmm. right? Because nobody thought I would be able to go into the cold plunge without screaming. And I was like, fuck you guys. I'm going in. And I literally walked in like a graceful angel didn't even make a peep mm -hmm. not a peeperoo just in and at first I was like oh my god and I had never done anything like this before I don't even take cold showers like I mean we've gone in cold lakes and water and stuff but like not 50 degrees no so I I was like oh my gosh this is a lot but then it's like I tapped into just like breathing like deep breathing and just like focusing the on trick. my breath instead of the cold and I was able to do it for the minute and, and then he was like, I'll throw in an extra 10 bucks. He was trying to throw her off. He was like, I'll throw in an extra 10 bucks if you dunk your head. And I did. Yeah. Like a boss. It was crazy. She did her 60 seconds and then we did the three minutes and we all sat in there. And it's funny because like, it, it, I mean, it's crazy. Like when you take your mind off of like the fact that you're in that pool or if you move a little bit or if the water shifts, like you start to feel your body starts to tremble. And then you like, once you go into tremble state, like it's hard to get your mind out. So of course with this group... We're all like, okay, like, can you start shaking and bring yourself back? So it was like, we're challenging each other in the cold plunge. And then like Jacob, like never does cold plunges. And he just got in like eyes closed, like in this meditative <laughs> state. It was like so cool to see that. Like, I don't know why I get off on that stuff, but it's like people that said they weren't going to do it, then do it and then thrive in it. And you can see their mental, like their mindset working. And like with you, I told you how many times that night, like, I was so impressed with you, just like how calm and cool you were and showing that you have those skills to do that. I was like, what else can we do from that? Right. Mm -hmm. Because you saw like, yeah, he put money on it, but you were able to go into a mindset to say, I'm not going to scream. 
<coughs> I'm going to relax. I'm going to be calm and I'm going to do it. And it was uncomfortable and you did it and you hate cold water. I know. I know. So it was, it was really cool to see. I think it's, yeah, it was a fun, I like to challenge myself and like, it was just funny because like you said, all night then everybody were like, we would be talking and someone just like go jump in the cold plunge. Like you guys just kept rotating like all night, just like in and out, in and out, in and out. You just feel so good. Yeah. And you do. And, and right before I went in, I was so tired and I was kind of like tired and bleh, like, and then I did the, just, I only did a minute. Like you guys did like probably 11 minutes more, like. And I felt so refreshed, awake, alert. I felt amazing. I'm like, let's go. Like, let's take on this day. Like, I felt so amazing. And I think um, we're watching this show called Limit Limitless, Limitless with Chris Hemsworth. And it's about, like, mental challenges and, like, pushing yourself. But there's um, – he's working with, like, a team of, like, different scientists and people that they explain why you're doing certain things. So, like, each episode he's trying to hack into, like, a different part of his, like, mindset of, like, another so challenge. So he can live longer and make himself healthier. Yeah. And so each episode is a different topic. And then there's, like, um, scientists working with him and they're teaching you why this is – helpful and what it actually does in the body and the system so it's really interesting so we've been watching that and we're, and so those kinds of things always inspire you to be like, wow like I want to push myself I want to like get out of my comfort zone even more and like work on my mindset and different things like well I say some people <laughs> well for us I guess yeah. and so like the cold punch was just such a minute thing but I was like damn like I'm really proud of myself and if I can do that like how else can I like push myself to a level of like letting go of some of these fears I have and different things and like really like well I'd say the biggest that. thing that like Joe did around the money thing for me and we've talked about this multiple times it's not about the fact that you won't do it you'll do anything like you're one of those people who are like all right I'm scared of it let's go but it's like I think a lot of it's foreshadowed with how dramatic and crazy and screamy and like all these things and I realize that that's your existential coping mechanism mm -hmm. which is fine but then to see you do it so calmly and like a boss it was mm -hmm. like there was something there that was very sexy and it you was like put it in <laughs> I was like if there wasn't that many people like you would have slid it in from the back yeah totally okay. at the uh you know at the hot springs just <laughs> up on the side of the rail like don't talk dirty it was Mr. literally Gibson. just like it was cool to see right because a lot of the things that it's not that you can't ride a scooter in Bali but I feel like you'll be so dramatic that you'll lose your focus and something will happen. And so to see you do that calmly and coolly and like, wow, like that was really cool. And that was a big change for you. And that's where I'm talking about. It's not the act of getting in the cold water. It was how you did it. Hmm. That was really like a big change from how you truly are. Yeah. So then that should be moving forward. That should be the, the quote unquote bet or challenge of like, Hey, can you do this? But you should be able to do that on your own without no, throwing saying, money into it. I'm not talking about money. I said quote unquote bet or challenge. Like if I'm challenged to do something, because I I never had thought about it before. Because if Joe would have just said, Hey, I I dare you, or I'll give you twenty bucks, go get in the cold plunge for a minute, I would have went. But it, it, and screamed. It was the fact that he said without screaming and just being calm. I don't think you can actually do that. That was the shift for me. That was the difference. And I had never thought about it before like that. So I think moving forward, whether it's riding a scooter or doing something, it's kind of like, hey, can you not only do this, but could you do this calm where instead of externally expressing my angst and like the screaming and the drama, I went internally and I practiced my breathing and my mindset and brought myself to a place of calmness which I naturally don't go that way. So I think that's the challenge. Yeah, totally. But I also feel like I just have a flair for the dramatics, and <laughs> I do think sometimes that makes things fun. No, totally. If you're doing it for a comedy aspect yeah. of it, then yeah, be yourself, because don't ever lose that. But I think when it goes to show you when the time is needed you to can. be calm, cool, and collected, you can do it, because you've always just added that story to the tag of everything is, this is me. Yeah. I'm just dramatic. I'm just crazy. I'm just blah, blah, blah. But we realized that that's actually got us into some situations because of the fact that like, I feel that external energy and you're coming across as funny and like, ah, dramatic and blah, but I know what that is. And that is your internal angst coming out as a funny, 
dramatic, screamy, crazy person. But I know that like you have that skill to keep it cool. And when you are internalized and cool and calm, I know you're legitly calm. So when you're doing those weird, ah, I know that inside you're really stirring. Mm -hmm. I mean, am I off base or no? Yeah. Or do you think it all comes from a comedic point of view? I think it's a little of both. I mean, I think there's a part of me that naturally, like, I just am. I'm dramatic. I'm a screamer. Like, again, like, if you come up to me and startle me, I'm going to scream. That's not because I'm trying to be funny. It's, like, a natural reaction of, like, I'm jumpy. I'm That's just who I am. And, like, but there is, like, a mix of drama and humor and silliness but it's also a coping mechanism for me as well so I think there's I don't know I, I've never tried to be calm yeah and it's interesting because I'm such a calm person with like you know my 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 practice in the morning and meditation and calm and all that but like in my normal life I wouldn't say I'm super calm I am more of like a like crazy like drama totally. person which is interesting because I've never thought to approach things with calm and in that moment in the hot in the cold plunge I was like wow this feels good yeah well no and I think like you playing can jam I want that person like the screaming rah, yeah like, that's hilarious a lot of fun and makes the game more fun Right, but taking that thing of something you didn't want to do and taking it into a calm state, that was actually like really cool to see as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we are nine minutes from our hour. So. so let's we'll wrap it up and we'll um next week let's come back on and we can talk more about um kind of the like staying healthy while we're traveling and some different things that have come up for us like at the ages we are and just um things well, that mindset of where we're at yeah. now and like yeah. goals that we're focusing on. Yeah, let's do that next week. We'll okay. we'll circle back to that. All right. Well, we have oh, a little bit. Oh my god. Of, we have a little bit of time to talk about our way home. Okay. This. So yeah, I don't think there's anything else in Colorado. I don't. There's so many stories, but I also want to respect people's privacy too. Like, yeah, totally. Um, we don't want to just know that when Kim and Aaron come, <laughs> like everything is aired out on the uh, podcast. Well, truth. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll tell them everything. Yeah. Uh, no, but I think all in all, just an awesome freaking weekend. And then, um, so we left. Okay, so Colorado, Durango. So Durango to Dallas, Dallas back to Jacksonville. It should have been like a four-hour travel day. Like, Well, not really because of the time difference and stuff like that. But Fly time. Fly time's five hours. Like all together, right? Yeah. So pretty easy. So we were leaving Durango. There was a group of us that were Durango to Dallas. And then we were going to go Dallas to Jacksonville. So we're leaving Durango and we're like, it looks like we're taxiing out. Totally. And the captain comes on and says, you know, hey, there's a storm over Dallas. There's also a storm where we were. I could see like lightning. Um, so we are grounded right now. We're going to have to taxi back in and hopefully we'll be able to take off. We'll have to wait an hour and an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And so we are like, we had really, so... Laura and Jacob live in Dallas, right? So they were like, they just have to get to Dallas and then they're home. We were also with our friends, Whitney and Jared. They also had a very tight connection in Dallas. So um, the four of us had less than an hour time to catch a connection in Dallas, which is hard to do when things are on time because Dallas is this huge airport. And so there's really no wiggle room. So now the fact that we were like pulling back into the gate, we're like 100% we're missing our connecting flight, like 100%. Mm -hmm. So we pull back in. We're like, okay, this is kind of what it is. But then our flight from Dallas to Jacksonville also got delayed. So we're like, okay, cool. Like maybe there's a chance because of the maybe storms. Maybe they're connected, yeah. Yeah. So like there is a chance. So then we finally get to take off an hour and a half later. It was more than that. Because like, remember we sat there for a little bit and they still didn't get clearance. Like we taxied back out and then we were sitting there and like we're just waiting a little bit longer before we can get the okay to take off for the because the traffic is backed up. Mm -hmm. And then so we take off and literally we're like in the air and I'm like, it's been longer than an hour and a half. And so they, well, the flight to Durango to Dallas is also an hour and a half. Like yeah. it's an hour and it's, and it feels very like up and down, right? Because yeah. you don't really get that high of an altitude because it's like super quick. So we were in the air and it was like, we've been on this plane for a really long time. Yeah. 
and so finally it settled in and then the captain comes on and he's like hey guys like we have to land in wichita and refuel because we've been like you know trying to figure out when we can land and good so when there's a storm or like something going on airports will put you in a holding pattern right so you're basically circling circling right. circling circling and so we were up circling and like it was a beautiful sunset we're yeah. like watching and like i could I, well, I say I could tell. I couldn't. I didn't know like what exactly was going on, but because we were in the air for so long, and it just kind of felt like we were going round and round. I'm like, okay, we're probably they're probably like pausing until for people to land because like the whole goal is the storm will move on, right? And then you. But can then land. all the traffic that's been landing, you got to time that. Yeah. So he comes on. He's like, they put us in the holding pattern for too long. Now we have to land in this like random town. Keep going. What. All right, keep going. We have to in this, or land in this random town to get fuel because we were on like one of those small planes that you can like, you know, feel everything because it's like just a small little uh, regional airplane. So we land in Wichita, where the fuck that is. <laughs> no, I thought it was Kansas, but I think it's Wichita, Wichita Falls, Texas. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I thought it was Kansas too. Oh. But then when I put the location thing on, on my Instagram story, it said Texas. So I was like, okay. Oh, okay. So like, we're going to get fuel up and then we still have to wait to see when they're going to let us land because the storm just hadn't passed. So we're like, okay, we definitely are going to miss our flight at this point. Mm -hmm. So we fuel up in Wichita, take off again. And they're like, okay, it's going to be 25 minutes from here to Dallas. And so now we're up in the air and the captain comes back on. He's like, well, guys, the shortcut we are going to take to Dallas, this, there's now a new storm cell in that path. And so now we have to take the, la the long route. So it's going to be like another hour. Another hour. And we have to approach from the south. We're like, what is going on? Yeah. Like, what is happening? It was supposed to be an hour and a half flight. It was a six and a half hour flight. Yeah, it was crazy. So. Fine. So we're like, okay, we've definitely missed our flight at this point. So we land at Dallas. We are supposed to get there at like, I don't know, 730 or something. We get there. It's like midnight uh -huh. and miss our flight. And so luckily our friends live there. Laura and Jacob were so kind to let all of us come to their house. Not only kind, they called uh, her Laura's brother and Laura's dad at midnight. They brought an extra car and a van for us all to fit so that they could take us back to the house. And like that was so Which awesome, was just so thoughtful, so thoughtful, and so kind. I know, like, I just couldn't believe it. It was I, just awesome. I know. And they and took us to Bucky's. Yeah, so to get I, some so snacks. Now we haven't ate because we've been in the freaking air for hours, hours and hours. Like no food. Like we had some random snacks, but like nothing real. So we're so hungry. It's midnight. Nothing's open. So we go to Bucky's. Good old Bucky's. Freaking Bucky's, and get like garbage. Yeah. And then we get back to Laura and Jacobs. It's like one in the morning crash go to bed and then wake up the next morning head back to the airport mm -hmm. and um and then we ended up it was a smooth ride home it's like in two hours from dallas yeah. to jacksonville we were delayed again <laughs> we got delayed for like 30 minutes and we were like don't start this yeah, game i swear to god no. don't start this game like i'm not i ain't playing today no. like oh because we also we didn't have our luggage oh yeah because it was you know going onward to jacksonville so they couldn't give us our luggage in dallas even though we had to spend the night so we had no clean clothes luckily laura and jacob had like a toothbrush we could use yeah. and they gave us some clean clothes but it was like the next day we just had to put on our nasty travel clothes again and um yeah we were definitely ready to get yeah. home so what should have been like a four or five hour travel travel hour or travel day took 24 hours yeah. to get home it's crazy by the time we landed we were just well like, we landed oh at God. 3 p.m and you were like man we were sitting in the airport in durango this time yesterday yeah it was like wow it was a crazy yeah. crazy travel day it was cool though it was a good good adventure it's always an adventure oh a bird just landed on the thing oh um okay it's like a crow somebody said they're good luck I think it depends how you look at it. I think it's good luck. Yeah. Um, it's just like cheersing after a drink. Well, that's bad luck. Well, if you you've already had that. a sip. What if somebody comes out and says, you know what? I actually noticed it was good luck. That's their opinion. It, I believe that whatever you think will come true. Exactly. Therefore, so that bird is good luck. Well, most people look at it as bad luck. Well, it will be for them. For me, it's good it, luck. It, exactly <laughs> what I was pointing out. Yeah. So, good luck. Okay. Okay. But that's how you feel.
Yeah. Okay. Because it's, it's the fact. Good way to end it. Okay. A crow is good luck to Kim. All right. I think that that's it for now. Let's uh, get going. <laughs> Dude, your sign-offs have become epic. <laughs> we'll be back next week and we'll talk about the healthy travel things. Ooh, fun. Things of that nature. Whoa. I'm jiggling my breath. <laughs> I like it. All right. Toodaloo. Bye.